0: Let's get started.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Doctor Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. And I'm Jennifer. And Jen, did you know that by the end of 2019, 66% of of health systems will offer digital self scheduling and 64% of patients will book appointments digitally?
2: Well, then I guess that answers the question of how important is online appointment scheduling? And specifically, how important is it for your practice? And I guess the answer is that it's very Very important.
1: important. Yep. I would totally agree with that.
2: Well, Corey, did you know that a recent Accenture survey shows that 77% of patients think that the ability to book, change, or cancel appointments is important?
1: I, yeah, I would say that uh, if 77% responded that it is important on that survey, um, the the rest did not understand the question
2: so let me ask you this Corey. do you when you're making an appointment for a doctor mm-hmm. do you go online and try to schedule
1: 100 percent of the time that would be the first thing that i do what about you
2: interesting that you ask no i don't no i use online appointment scheduling for my car service okay um as in got to get my oil changed sure I will use online appointment scheduling for a variety of other things, but I'm one of these patients who likes to haggle over price <laughs> and I get nervous and I like to take my anxiety pills before I go to see the doctor. And so I have to have a, I feel like this need to pick up the phone and to call and take all their time. But it's interesting that I I use appointment scheduling for everything non healthcare related, but when it came to healthcare, I've made some recent appointments and I picked up the phone each and every time hmm
1: yeah I um, am and I guess the complete opposite end of the spectrum because I would prefer not to pick up the phone and especially if I'm an established patient I would much rather go to the website say I need to be seen two weeks at this time click send me an email or text or something and let me know if I'm good and then I'm happy
2: yeah, it's interesting and like so I made some recent appointments I needed referrals beforehand I am comfortable with them sending me the referrals via email. I'm comfortable once I've made my initial contact. So for, you know, like you said, where I'm an established patient, it's never been a problem. When I'm a new patient, for me, I like to pick up the phone.
1: Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And, and um, actually, speaking of Accenture, I want to point out that another uh, point from their recent study, it says that nearly 38% of appointments will be self-scheduled in the near future and almost 986 million appointments is what that winds up being which creates 3.2 billion dollars wow in
2: value. that's a lot and i think i think our story about how you know you like to schedule online i prefer to pick with the phone but i think that tells you that as a practice, you have to have both options. You have to, make, you have to be where your patients want you to be, offering the level of service that your patients are expecting at the time they're ready to make an appointment.
1: Yeah, and I'll say, um, not just because we're recording this right now and it makes sense to say it, but I have actually um, gone to a practice website, trying to schedule an appointment, and gone to a different website solely because I could not schedule on that particular website. So Absolutely. I went to a completely different practice. I was going to be a new patient and I said, you know what, if they don't even offer that, I'm, I'm just going to go somewhere else.
2: And it's interesting too, cause, and we can talk about it more in depth as we get further into this podcast, but if I'm going to schedule something and you have dedicated time slots for me and those time slots don't work for my schedule, I'm immediately going to the next website. I would almost rather have no time slot just to put in a request for an appointment so somebody would pick up the phone and call me which is a service i would use each and every time
1: mm-hmm.
2: um then have time slots put in front of my face and then i know that they're not going to work for me and i move on to the next practice that's
1: a really interesting point I, I never thought of it like that but yeah you know if you only can see you know you've got like wednesday and thursday from four o'clock and you see that those things are blocked, well maybe you don't make the appointment and then a week goes by and a week and a week and you know you just kind of put it in the back of your head Whereas if you just say, yeah, I would like an appointment at 4 o'clock, someone can call, you have a dialogue, and then maybe you can actually figure out something in your schedule. But so you, then it's a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, hmm, interesting. Yep. Yeah. because I think now that, now that you mentioned that, I am also the same way. I, I would prefer to s- suggest when I want to come, and then and it doesn't have to be a phone call, but to have some sort of dialogue to say, you know, either we'll see you then or how about 4.30 on Friday?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. So what are the benefits of actually biting the bullet and adding self-scheduling to your website and to your practice?
1: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you say that you have to be where your patients are and when they expect you to be there. So, you know, if if your patients are expecting that they can book an appointment online, which I would argue that most of them are, then you need to have that capability.
2: Yeah, and actually um, being able to offer appointment scheduling online is a big time saver and money saver for the practice. We have one practice in particular that um, I guess generates about 300 appointment requests online each and every month. And the average time for a patient to complete a scheduling call is actually 8.1 minutes and the agent um, actually transfers the patient 63% of the time which far exceeds the national cross industry best practices for call handling across other industries so in healthcare you know more than half the time somebody's being transferred from one person to the next and the entire process for scheduling an appointment is 8 minutes so if you go back to the example of the practice i just told you who schedules about 300 or so appointments per month online you're looking at 2400 minutes of time where you didn't have to employ somebody to sit sit at a desk pick up the phone and go through that process plus you have a better outcome for your potential patient
1: that doesn't prick your ears up i don't know what will? that's in- incredible. And 63% of the time you're transferred, that's also crazy to me. I I, mean, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I hate being transferred when I'm calling anywhere for anything.
2: Well, in 2,400 minutes, in the example I just used, is 60 hours a month. Yeah. So if you think about that, that's a full-time job, a full-time employee, essentially, that you are paying just to handle those calls and transfer them just to get somebody on a schedule um, where you could have done it all online and kept it automated.
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting to note too, um, just looking over some of these study numbers, that across the US, nearly 38% of appointments will be self scheduled within the next five years, but 60% of appointments um, have the capability to be. And, and, I, and I would say that if the, maybe within five years, that makes sense. But I think within 10 years or so, that number is going to be almost at
2: 100%. I, I kind of agree with you. And I think it goes back to you and I. You want As a patient, you want choice when it comes to setting up your appointment. And so while you may be part of that 38% that um, is going to go ahead and self-schedule, I'm going to be part of that 60% that I may pick up the phone, but right. I certainly expect that if I want the ability to self-schedule, I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah, and, and I think it's important to note, too, that, well, we're talking about, you know, five years from now, ten years from now. So, well, this isn't really that important today, but that's, that's not really the case because, you know, if, if you don't have the ability to schedule appointments or at least appointment requests, you know, your competitor down the street probably does or will.
2: Well, and I think you just said something that takes me kind of to my next point. Point here and that's how do you get started with self-scheduling and what you just said Corey is you know being able to accept appointments online versus being able to request an appointment online and you and I go back and forth on this because it's one of my biggest pet peeves is you know you don't you don't request A chance to schedule an appointment you literally just request an appointment so there's two ways that you can go about it if you're a practice looking to break into this area and um, why don't you explain what those two ways are
1: yeah sure well there's there's two things to consider and then that kind of leads you down the funnel of your your two ways I think so you can either request an appointment which is basically you know filling out some sort of a, a form or you can actually online Schedule, which is done through like a portal or something that connects to your your um, EHR system.
2: So let's back up here. We're yeah. talking about a practice being able to schedule appointments via their website.
1: Correct. And there's two ways to go about that. And so one of the the first ways, and probably the one with the least amount of headache, honestly, is to hire some sort of a service that does that for you. That you hire this service. They give you a platform that connects directly into um, your your workflow system, whatever that may be. And when there's open slots, they are shown to patients. And patients can click and say, I want to come here. And everything is, is sort of automated.
2: Yeah, but that always comes That's with in a, a Hiring, <laughs> Yeah, hiring a service comes with a cost. Yes. And literally today, before we came in to record this podcast, We had a client call and say they and they're one of these practices who has a service that they've hired where they had a patient go on and request a time slot and it never came through the system and then they showed up and they weren't there in the system and it became a headache for the Headache for the front desk girls.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that's important to note is, you know, not every system is perfect. First of all, you have to hope and pray and cross your fingers that it actually integrates correctly with your, your workflow and your EHR and all that good stuff. And then, well, if it doesn't, you either have to find another one. And like you said, they're really costly. Uh, typically, these things are done by provider mm-hmm. per month.
2: Yeah, and then you've got, I mean, you have services like Zocdoc and Book That Doc and, and groups like that, and they're in a perfect world when it ties into your workflow and ties into your EHR. Then these things are seamless from a patient experience standpoint. But in a not so perfect world, you've got these kind of this. Um, Round peg trying to fit into a square hole, where you know on the front end people expect to be able to schedule appointments online, but on the back end your systems within the office don't match up. And so what happens is someone will go and if you're using one of these third-party services, they'll go to Click to schedule an appointment, and it takes them off of your website into whatever their their portal is or their um, software is, and it it interrupts the user experience, which translates into dropped appointment requests and potentially loss of patients.
1: Yeah, and, and going back to what you said earlier about saving the 2,400 minutes, we've worked with a client that was actually using one of these services, and when patients would go to would go to submit um, their appointment requests, they'd be taken off-site, like you mentioned, and that would kind of freak them out because they didn't know what was happening all of a sudden. And then that generated phone calls anyway because patients were like oh i was trying to do this and then i wound up on this website is is it right did i did i do it right it's not just phone
2: calls it generates phone calls plus conversations. so it takes that average 8.1 minutes up to like 11 or 12 minutes just to resolve it and then by then you know the front desk girls or the schedulers are just like throwing their hands up because they don't want to deal with it anymore
1: right right or or they might not know the answer and then that has to go through some other channel to get the answer and that 8.1 minutes turns into you know, 30.7 minutes and...
2: And and overall, it becomes a negative experience because then you've got somebody like Corey here who... Prefers to schedule online, and he expects it to be seamless, like he does in all of his transactions. Right. and then he's like, "Oh, geez, I got to pick up the phone."
1: Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> and then I'm upset. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with. And it. then he clicks
2: and goes to the next provider, exactly. and that's how it works. And yeah. that's the vicious cycle that we're in. So we deal a lot with appointment requests being available online, and I would say that the number one thing that you can do is, is start thinking about being able to offer this as a service to your potential patients, and that first thought needs to take place when you're redesigning your website. So if you have a current website built in WordPress or a CMS system, it should be pretty simple to add this to your website, the ability to do it. It's absolutely free of charge or cost you the quick programming cost that it takes to go in and make a change to a form. Um, but if you're going to, if you're getting ready to redesign your practice website, you want to start thinking about being able to offer the um, request and appointment.
1: Yeah. And so this is kind of the, um, the other option. Um, if, so you can hire a service and then, you know, like we said, in a perfect world, everything works out. If it doesn't, well, then you're still paying for this service and it may or may not work for you. Um, option two is kind of a do it yourself um and like Jen mentioned, if you have a, a current or newer website, shouldn't be that big of an issue. We are big proponents of WordPress, and um, we we do this for a lot of our clients where we actually um, build the appointment form for them, and then what that does is it generates a secure email that goes to the appointment scheduler, and they can either um, reach out and confirm the appointment or change it if there's anything that needs to be changed.
2: Yeah, and it's helpful because you can get some pertinent information from the get-go Um, So you're not having to type it in and your appointment scheduler isn't being interrupted by a phone call coming in. They're able to dedicate the time of the day that they want to pick up the phone and call the customer back. And um, it's helpful also because it allows you to really quantify how many appointment requests that you're getting online and if those inquiries actually become full-fledged appointments.
1: Yeah, and it's, again, then it's an easy metric to track because WordPress creates this giant sort of database and then you can actually, at the end of the month, go back through and say, you know, we had um, 40 people try to request an appointment and 27 of them actually became patients. Yeah, and the best That's part
2: great. is it takes them and dumps them into a, an Excel file that you can then go and analyze. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely free. Just have to have the system in place and... Um, Have your website built on a platform that does it?
1: Yep. And on top of that, obviously, there's there's some security concerns and things like that. But it's a little bit too advanced for the podcast. But if you are going to someone that does this, they know about that and they will take care of you.
2: Yep. So let's say takeaway today is that you don't have to invest loads of money in order to make things more convenient for your patients.
1: Yeah. And the convenient, the the more convenient, the better. Because if it's not convenient, Patients are like me and I'm just on to the next one.
2: And if you aren't offering online appointment scheduling, chances are your biggest competitor is. And you know, pretty soon, because of all these stats that have come out um, based on the surveys of what patients are expecting, if you are not doing it, you're gonna look behind the times. And if you're behind the times when it comes to your website, then chances are you are behind the times when it comes to surgeries.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least that's what the patient perception is and you know what they say. Perception's reality. That's it.
2: All right, so with that, um, this is Jennifer. And this is Corey. And we will see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast.
1: Thanks, guys.